Bubbly, 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 bubbly berry. Oh, hey, it's time for another video. Joining me, my name is Michael Gray this week. Let's talk a little bit about Dan Campbell and living with expectations for the 2023 Lions. Hit that big budget intro. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. All right, let's get started, shall we? Uh, first things first, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you found us. Uh, it's, it's on the internet, so scary place in your browser history. But uh, it helps us do the things that we do to have you do the thing that you do. Uh, so subscribe to the channel, and if you like what you hear, uh, rate and review it. And if you don't like what you hear, lie and rate and review it anyway. I uh, want to talk about Dan Campbell this week and living with expectations for the 2023 Lions. I'm, 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 I'm absolutely drowning in positive reviews on this team. Um, Rich Eisen will tell you that there's no room left in the Lions bandwagon. Kyle Brandt at the NFL Network is constantly crowing. In fact, this week I believe the, the term he used was salivating for the 2023 Lions. The NFL Live crowd is going crazy, and this week ESPN's power rankings move them up to number nine. That is a top 10 team for your Detroit football Lions after they've made their handful of free agent moves. Uh, strange territory, not somewhere the Lions have been. And ultimately, it is the new challenge for Dan Campbell to coach with expectations, to get a team that's been the plucky underdog and they've been the little guys that fought hard and there's lots of grit flying around and all of that stuff. Um, and then turn them into a contender when they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be good. They're favored in Vegas to win the division. It's a different challenge psychologically to get your team ready to do that. All along, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes have told you that they have a plan and that they're following their plan, that they feel like they're right on schedule. And by year three, they even let it slip that they planned to contend for the division. That's not something you're supposed to say. Certainly not in year one or year two when you're trying to convince people to buy tickets, but that was the plan all along because when they got there, that roster was steaming outhouse in the Mississippi heat. It was a disaster. So they knew they had a job in front of them, and so far they've done it. What does their plan look like as it pertains to managing expectations moving forward? Well, this is what I can suss out. And as always, the full disclaimer goes along with this. It's March. It's silly season. There's no football to talk about. And unless you're Lamar Jackson, there's not a hell of a lot going on. First of all, ultimate buy-in from everybody. Yep, they're uh, kneecap biters and they're corny cheese monsters. And Dan Campbell has been a cliche machine, but... The guys in that locker room and the guys on the coaching staff and the management staff, everybody all the way up to ownership has fully bought into not only doing things, but doing them a certain kind of way. And so they've got the bedrock poured with an absolute agreement from everyone about just exactly how the Detroit Lions are going to go about creating a team and playing football on Sundays. Second thing, and I think this is more important than maybe people realize, the rookies and the draft picks are not leaders. They're not meant to be leaders. It's too many ex-players on this team to think that you could have a kid, no matter how talented, no matter how touted, no matter how full of first-round talent, 
could come in and lead a room of grown-ass men onto the football field. In fact, if you go back and you listen to all of the different clips from the press conferences as they signed free agents, the guys that they signed, Gardner Johnson, Sutton, even the guys they signed back like Bugs and Kaminsky, talk about leadership. They talk about their role and their understanding in signing back with the Lions that they're going to be the leaders. They're going to be responsible for showing the guys the ropes. You didn't see it with Panay Sewell in year one after the draft. You didn't see it with Aiden Hutchinson last year after the draft. Those guys came in and were expected to learn to play football. They're not expected to lead a room of men. And that, again, I think it lends itself to the fact there are so many former players on this coaching staff. They know exactly what it's going to look like if they bring in somebody with all that hype and then expect them to lead as well. Just learn the game, young man. That's one of the big steps for this team. Rookies don't lead. The free agents and the veterans do. And then eventually, out of that, you get your leaders. You get your Amon Ross St. Browns. You get your Panay Sewells. Eventually, maybe you get Aiden Hutchinson that becomes a voice in that room. But with all the draft capital they've got coming up this year and all of the high round draft pick, or high end draft picks they took last year, there won't be any of them that are actually expected to lead. Another part of it, and this goes back to the former player on coaching staff situation that the Lions have that's uh, more pronounced than most, fairly unique, communication. These guys know exactly how to talk to players and they, they have established a relationship. They've established a, a baseline communication in terms of style and expectation. And you need to look no further than the human pencil holder, Matt Patricia, to know what can happen when your communication lines get corroded. And these guys know how to talk to players. The players understand there's an open door policy that they can be heard. Ultimately, even amongst the coaches, it's still Dan Campbell's call and he's still going to make it, but everybody can have a seat at the table and at least have their voice heard and know that they'll be respected. And that kind of mutual respect goes a long way. That's obviously been a part of the plan. Another thing, it's one of the cliches that I personally got tired of hearing last year, but it's already shown up again in the free agent introduction press conferences. The next man up philosophy. It's been established. They expect injuries. They know guys are going to get hurt. They know the roster as we construct it today. And there's plenty of articles out there. You can see the three deep and what this roster is supposed to look like based on this free agent signing and that free agent signing or this mock draft and that mock draft. It doesn't matter because somebody's going to get hurt. Chances are a whole bunch of somebody's are going to get hurt. Somebody's are going to get hurt in July. Somebody's are going to get hurt in November. It's going to happen. And this team is already mentally steeled against it with that next man up philosophy. It seems silly and cliche to me. And the number of times I heard it from guys, especially uh, Hank Fraley, said it all the time. Just kept touting that out. But you can tell that that mantra has taken root and it's understood and it won't derail this team when, not if, those injuries happen. The other thing, and this goes back to the communication piece, shoot people straight because you need to have accountability. You saw Jared Goff last year in the early part of the season when he was 360 no-scoping his way around. No-scope. Thanks, Chris, for that one, by the way. Uh, he had to change his game. He had to fix his footwork. He had to get better in the pocket, and he knew it, and he said it, and then he did it. If that's coming from your quarterback, that's coming from the guy making the most money on the team, then you can be damn sure that it's going to come from everybody else. And that sort of straight-line communication breeds accountability from your roster. When you hear it from the top, you're going to hear it from the middle and all the way on down. Another thing that he's done, this being Dan Campbell, 
empowering the generals. You saw both of his coordinators go out there and interview for jobs. Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn both came back and they both got raises and they both have a seat at the grown-ups table when it comes to things like the draft, when it comes to things like free agency, when it comes to crafting a game plan. Again, ultimately it's going to be Dan Campbell's call, but he's going to sit down and enable his guys to have a voice in how that goes. With that goes back to the accountability piece, but he lets them be a part of all of these processes. It's, it's a cliche to end cliches in businesses, that it's a collaborative process, but Lions have proven that, that it's actually a part of the plan here. And in year three, when they're living with expectations, that collaboration is going to need to be front and center because there's going to be problems and there are going to be weeks that get away and there are going to be bad games and rough spots in the schedule. And when that happens, everybody has got to be on board and they've baked that right into this and they're going to reap the rewards of it. One man's opinion. Ultimately, I think the thing that is a part of this plan that has to be front and center for them to live with expectations and go out there and win games they should win and be the team that everybody seems to think they should be, that's just Dan Campbell being Dan Campbell. Man, he is the ultimate competitor. The guy is exactly who he presents himself to be. There isn't an ounce of fakery. He couldn't make it up. He's nothing but transparent and authentic, and he needs to keep being that guy because if he wavers – even a bit with a, a season full of expectations weighing down on him, people are going to know because he has been one guy throughout this process and he needs to stay that guy, keep a steady hand on the wheel. And who knows? Could be a really, really fun season. Once again, rate, review, subscribe, that whole dance. Make sure you do that. Uh, if you like what's going on here with the Detroit Lions podcast, uh, subscribe to the channel. That's how we get to do what we do. And then uh, throw any comments down below. I do try to get to all of them, as long as you're not uh, saying mean things about my mom. You know, can, we can talk about almost anything else. Um, just uh, throw it in the comments down below, and we'll see you next time. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.